Kamen's investigators are still grappling with the dozens of boxes and 11 sets of classified documents seized from Mar-a-Lago. NBC News reporting this, quote, more than a week after they searched former President Donald Trump's Florida residence, FBI agents are still sifting through the seized documents to law enforcement officials briefed on the matter, told NBC News. The FBI's filter team, a group of agents independent of the overall investigation, is tasked with separating out documents that are covered by attorney-client privilege and material deemed not relevant to the probe. The officials also said that the filter team is checking to see whether any of the documents or other materials that, that are not marked classified include classified information. Here on Okay, welcome. It's Thursday, 18 August, year 2022. You're in the war room. I want to start with, we've got Calamity Jane circled down in actual outside the hearing if we can get her set up. Is she ready? Uh, okay, we've got Calamity Jane. We're going to go to Mike Davis in a second. Jane, uh, give us an assessment of what's going on so far, ma'am. Well, right now I am outside of the courtroom where um, we saw um, a lot of media presence. And um, this is where it happened today, where the um, hearing went down for the um, probable cause affidavit and the um, search warrant. What type of, what type of, were a lot of Trump supporters there? I saw a ton of people or was, that just, was it simply media? There were some supporters here. Um, there was a lot of media presence. And after the hearing concluded, we heard from attorney Deanna Shulman, who represented the um, media and the public's right for knowledge. And she explained um, what happened in the courtroom. In the courtroom, phones were not allowed. And so we had to hear after the fact. But what went down in there is Judge Reinhardt ultimately decided that the um, – search warrant would be unsealed, but only portions of it would be unsealed. Now, the DOJ has a week to offer redactions, and um, after that week, they will confer, and we will, un we will have to just wait and see what um, we end up as far as the contents of that um, document. But there were several documents released today. You can find that in Docket 57, which I picked up, um, cover sheets and... Um, that's that type of documentation of that nature. And so we have little information, but um, we can, you know, hopefully look forward to some more. Okay. We've got Mike Davis going to give us an analysis. Jane, you're going to join us in Missouri this weekend for the uh, weekend, the summit of all summits in Missouri with uh, Mike Lindell and the team. So thank you. I really want to thank the real America's voice crew for staying out there. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you can get, by the way, you're going to be all night long uh, with John Solomon and, uh, of course, Dr. Gina Loudon. She was down there today. You'll be able to get breaking news of everything related to this, uh, to the court case. Thank you, Jane Zirko. I want to go to Mike Davis. So, Mike, on the affidavit, you know, it was Tom Fitton's Judicial Watch was fantastic in the New York Times went in there. Um, I wanted to start with Heilman's piece because it shows you, I think, what a farce this is. They've got the 12 boxes. I mean, come on, dude. How long does it take to go through 12 boxes? You see the stuff's classified or not classified. And people, you have to remember, the government classifies everything. Everything's overclassified. It's, it's secret today uh, is almost like confidential was when I was in the Navy. Everything's overclassified. It's, it's the way the priest cast kind of keeps their the ability. We can see the information and you can't. Remember, Peter Navarro and I used to sit there in the Oval. And other things, look at these briefings and turn to the guy and say, Tell me again, why is this classified? And they would go nuts. Nothing triggers the CIA more than just mocking uh, their overclassification of, of documents. So, Mike Davis, put it in perspective what it looked like the government's going to slow walk this entire process. What happened today? 
Yeah, so this U.S. magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt, he's clearly conflicted. He just recused from President Trump's lawsuit against Hillary Clinton on June 22nd. He has this 2017 Facebook post where he's attacking President Trump's uh, character. He's clearly He clearly should have recused on this uh, raid matter under the United States Code and Canon 2 and Canon 2A of the judicial canons. I don't know why he's still dealing with this case today. All he did was said that he was, he said, I am not prepared to find that the affidavit should be fully sealed, right? And he said he's going to go through, quote, a careful process, unquote, with the government. The government's going to pr pr propose uh, redactions to this affidavit, and then he's going to decide in one week, why does it take a week to do this? And the government is going to redact everything. They're going to redact everything to the point that it's meaningless. And during this time, while they're redacting this affidavit, they're going to continue to illegally leak grand jury material in violation of Rule 60 of the Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure, like they did in this Newsweek article a week ago, when they illegally leaked out that the, that the grand jury found that Trump violated some law. And they're going to continue to drip, drip, drip to try to recontrol the narrative for the next week from this affidavit. They should just get out this damn affidavit. They're, what are the sources and methods? They went in and done a fishing expedition and retrieved four years of records from President Trump. All four years of his presidency, they retrieved from Mar-a-Lago, including going through Melania's underwear drawer and breaking into President Trump's safe. What 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 sources and methods are they trying to protect? Their 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 job is done, according to this, to, according to what they are after. What what are they trying to protect here? This is a cover up. They're trying to cover up that this was an unprecedented, unnecessary, and illegal home raid authorized by a biased judge. Okay, I, a lot to unpack there. I want to go back. Um, first off, the two things they want to protect is the government, the FBI. They want to protect who the informant it, it appears that it might have been or looks like it could have been an informant. They want to protect the identity of that. They don't want that to possibly get out. Also, what they want to protect is what they didn't tell the magistrate, right? Particularly the, the conversations around the uh, the uh, the uh, warrant from uh, from the grand jury, uh, the cooperation with the grand jury, President Trump uh, meeting them there. President Trump, uh, when they left, said, hey, if anything else you need, contact me. The subsequent visit or the subsequent discussion about putting actually a lock on the storage uh, on the storage door, all of that. So is that your sense of what they're trying to I don't understand why it takes a week to do this. There's a sense of urgency in the country to get to the bottom of this. It's Thursday afternoon. The government can work over the weekend. Why Why can't we have this no later than, you know, opening bell on Monday morning, sir? This could happen in four hours. This is ridiculous that this is taking one week. You saw there was this uh, uh, Bill Arkin in Newsweek who uh, the Biden Justice Department has been using as their go-to source in the mainstream liberal media to, to leak out their narrative. He just reported yesterday that the re essentially the reason the Biden Justice Department was doing this home raid of President Trump is, Biden, or is because Trump declassified records from Russian collusion and other records that are embarrassing or politically damaging to Biden, Obama, and Hillary. And that's essentially why they're doing this raid. You go, the people should read that Newsweek piece because it's, uh, you know, I, I don't think I think the Biden Justice Department thought they were doing damage control, but all it did was cause more damage. And this is a political raid to go after their boss's political enemy, President Trump. 
So Arkin, so, Newsweek's interesting because Arkin's the guy that had the uh, about Merrick Garland not knowing anything about this from two senior Justice Department officials who who had direct knowledge of the matter and were authorized to speak under conditions of anonymity to Arkin. Newsweek's never gone back and said they got the story wrong, which is kind of this festering sore that's out there in the story. The bombshell we had we had um, we had Boris on this morning. I mean Boris. Conf- essentially confirmed this story that these were documents related to uh, particularly the crossfire hurricane, which crossfire hurricane is obviously very controversial. And this may get to some of the stuff that Durham never got to or never got public. So if you're saying that, th- that, that puts a, a malevolent aspect on this that were more, this puts a lie to, they were worried about, classified information they were worried about national security they were worried about nuclear codes everything they've put up to date has kind of faded away and that washington post should be ashamed of themselves as in 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 cbs news every time they get leaked something it turned you know we didn't take the passports they did Uh, this was about nuclear the highest level urgency of nuclear matters turns out that's nonsense now newsweek has this nobody's refuted it and Boris kind of came out and confirmed it. If that's really the the raison d'etre for this raid, uh, what is that affidavit? If they don't lay that out in the affidavit, do we have essentially criminal charges against whoever put this affidavit together and who signed off on it? And I assume, Brother Davis, Merrick Garland came out there for three and a half minutes of wetting himself, and now I know why. If he said he approved it, that means to me he approved the affidavit and what's in the affidavit, Mike Davis. Yeah, so think about this. They said that these were highly classified materials. That got blown apart when we pointed out that the president can declassify anything he wants. And then they said, oh, he stole these presidential records that we had to get back. Well, there is a 2012 case from an Obama-appointed judge that John Solomon from Just the News reported yesterday that held that the president has the sole statutory authority to determine whether it's a presidential record that goes to the archives and then gets sent back to the presidential library, or it's a personal record that goes with Trump. So these North Korean love letters be, uh, with Trump, uh, you know, Trump says that they're personal records, he gets to keep them. So the, the presidential records argument is out the door. And remember, the Presidential Records Act doesn't even have a criminal component. And so now they're saying that there were nuclear documents there. Okay, so if you look at the inventory, the inventory sheet of what they retrieved, it shows top secret. It shows top secret SCI, which are CIA documents. It shows top secret SAP, which are Department of Defense documents. Where are the Q documents, right? If these are nuclear documents, those would be labeled Q with the Department of Energy. Why weren't there any Q documents labeled on that inventory? Because the nuclear documents documents are not there, and they know this. This is another lie to try to make this raid look a lot more justified than it was. And this is blowing up. This is unraveling in the Biden Justice Department's face, Attorney General Merrick Garland's face, and that we just keep catching them in lie after lie after lie. We have to ask this question. Why did Merrick Garland leak out? He thought he was doing damage control because he said he deliberated for weeks on this. Okay, so if Trump had such sensitive records, including nuclear documents, wouldn't you want to get in there right away? You'd go, you go. You wouldn't wait for weeks. You'd get in there right away. So that's just complete nonsense. But it also shows that that gave Merrick Garland those weeks that he deliberated the opportunity to judge shop and cherry pick this U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt to sign off on this fishing expedition, illegal home raid warrant of President Trump. Unprecedented, 
unnecessary, unlawful. This stinks all around from the Biden Justice Department, and it's blowing up in their faces. I, I want to go back uh, to the uh, something you bring up of John Solomon, and it's about this decision in the Clinton case about presidential records. This, I think it was Judge Solomon. This was a real judge, right? And this was a real case and a real ruling that's resonated down. This is not some magistrate deciding. Talk to us about that case for a second, because that, that puts to a total lie everything they've been spinning in the media about presidential records. Walk, just take a second and walk through that case, the Clinton case. Yeah, so John Solomon at Just the News did some great reporting on this uh, yesterday. Uh, that there was this case in 2012 uh, where uh, Judicial Watch Tom Fenton was going after tapes that Bill Clinton had that documented his presidency. He was working with a, like a, a historian, and President Clinton left the White House with these tapes and stuck them in literally his underwear drawer, his sock drawer. And uh, Tom Fenton tried to get these tapes, and this Judge Amy, uh, uh, Amy Berman Jackson, I think is her name, she's an Obama appointee yeah. in 2012, wrote this very, very definitive, broad ruling that under the presidential records, she, she shielded Clinton from having to turn over these tapes, and she ruled that these were not presidential records, or they, 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 they may not be presidential records because President Clinton as the president of the United States had the sole authority under the Presidential Records Act to determine whether they were personal versus presidential records when he left. So again, let's step back and remember this. They are, they're either classified or unclassified records under the Espionage Act. That's separate from the Presidential Records Act. The Espionage Act is very serious if you have classified records. President Trump did not because he declassified them. So then they're trying to pivot that these are presidential records or government property. And this, this ruling from Judge Jackson held that it is the president's sole discretion to determine whether it's personal property or government property under the Presidential Records Act. So that's game over. And that's, that's the point. Merrick Garland said he had weeks to deliberate on this decision. Why didn't Merrick Garland seek an opinion from the Office of Legal Counsel or OLC at the Justice Department? to deal with these issues, this constitutional issue on the classification or this issue on presidential records? And the answer is very obvious. He didn't, he, he knew he would get the wrong answer from the Office of Legal Counsel, so he just didn't get, he just didn't seek their opinion. He ordered this home raid to go retrieve politically embarrassing documents. Mike, hang on for a second, short commercial break. We have Seb Gorka, we have Lou Dobbs, and Mike Davis, all next in the world. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, -N -N, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I have Mike uh, Davis from Article 3. Mike, here's what I don't understand. You know, and the audience obviously has a great affinity for you. You're always very judicious, a lot of gravitas. You know, Merrick Garland came that close to having a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court of the United States. That close. He was supposed to be so highly respected. And I'd say I take pride in, in stepping into the Trump campaign in August of, of, uh, of 2016 and having a tiny role in making sure that didn't happen. But he's got a reputation. These guys around the Justice Bar, you got all these Harvard Law School guys, Yale Law School guys, you know, Stanford Law. They're all, you know, Columbia. How, how, and, the, and these articles are out there about Trump can't get lawyers and Trump's team's all discombobulated and they're all running around. This thing from the Justice Department side, as an observer, is an embarrassing mess where there's a different story every day. It's a different leak that contradicts something else. What compelled them, brother? to have to trip over themselves to get down to Mar-a-Lago as soon as possible and just don't care about the law and just put their hands in these documents and seize them, sir. Well, I think we saw this in, in Arkin's Newsweek piece yesterday that they know that the, the documents that President Trump declassified when he was leaving the White House related to Russia Gate and other very politically damaging documents uh, for Obama, Hillary, and Biden it was worth it to the Biden Justice Department to take the political blowback now to go do a fishing expedition and go grab every document from Trump for four years in the White House. And so they had them. And so Trump could not use them uh, for 2022 and 2024. Uh, so they're, they're willing to take the heat because they know there aren't going to be any consequences uh, for, for what they've done. There never is. We saw that with the, with the Durbin probe, that there's never a consequence when the, when the Democrats uh, use the justice to politicize the Justice Department to go after the political enemies. In your professional opinion, given your thing, and uh, the affidavit, you're saying if they were serious, it would take three, four, five hours. You could make that ruling and say by close of business tomorrow, you could have the redact and then have the, the, the government argue with the judge and the lawyers. You're saying it doesn't, a week is absurd. A week shows they're slow walking it to basically keep the documents they've got. It's a week is so they can try to regain control of the paper box. And it would take four hours at best. You go through and you black out names and you black black out. So you black out the sources, the names, and you black out the methods. If there's anything that would reveal who those sources are, uh, then you, you would black those out. Other than that, what else is that, right? If, if, if there's a Secret Service agent on Trump's detail who's the source, black it out. Black out the fact that they work for the Secret Service. What else is there? Just release the affidavit. They're already the Biden Justice Department's already selectively leaking. They're cherry picking and selectively leaking from this affidavit to make Trump look worse than he is. Release the affidavit. Why is this 
And, and the judge has a vested interest in keeping this secret as well, because he's the one who signed off on this affidavit, uh, this fishing expedition, asking for four years of presidential records, uh, which is just obscene that he did that. That's a that, that's just illegal on its face. Any appellate court that that had any sense would would, would tell would say that that was a, an improper uh, order of uh, of a search. But this so this judge has a vested interest, as does the Biden Justice Department to keep as much information from the public as possible. Uh, Mike, how do people get to you and follow you on social media and, and at Article 3 because there's news breaking. You're putting stuff up all day. Yeah, article3project.org, uh, article3project.org, and at Article 3 and all the social sites, or excuse me, at Article 3 Project and all the social sites, uh, and my personal is M-R-D-D-M-I-N. Mike, thank you for taking time away to do this. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, I want to play, we had a very, uh, I thought a great interview. We put it up and it went viral with Dr. Seb Gorka kind of making his first regular appearance. We're going to do, uh, have Seb on at least once a week uh, from now to the future. And I believe that Mike Pence responded to that interview uh, yesterday in New Hampshire. Can we play the Mike uh, Pence clip? The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. And the truth of the matter is, we need to get to the bottom of what happened. We need to let the facts play out. But more than anything else, the American people need to be reassured in the integrity of our justice system and the very appearance of a recurrence of politics playing a role in decisions at the Justice Department demands transparency as never before. And I will continue to call on the Attorney General and the Justice Department to make that information available to the American people and do so now. Okay, joining us is Dr. Seb Gorker, who is my deputy in the White House. Um, and uh, Dr. Gorker also has, a, obviously, his huge radio show on Salem uh, Media, Salem Radio. Dr. Gorker, you, you came in last week for your first appearance here on a regular basis and uh, went DEFCON 1 on this entire situation, particularly given your long history with the FBI and as someone who's been a, 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 a consultant, a counselor, a teacher at the FBI Academy and Quantico all over about radical jihad. Uh, you were pretty blunt. Uh, give us your assessment of Mike Pence's uh, response to you, sir. Yeah, I, until you said that, Steve, I, I didn't think about that aspect. I used the cut today on my show. But if that's a response to our interview, I did get hot under the collar um, because this is personal for me. As you said, I've trained thousands of agents, IAs and SOS support staff. But w what is it? So so we're not allowed to criticize the police in America. We back the blue unless they're corrupt. And the FBI is corrupt. Mike did an amazing job telling everyone what is wrong and what stinks with this search warrant to, ha to have him say oh they're just following orders uh, steve you're, you're a historian when did we hear that phrase just following orders we heard that phrase a lot at something called the nuremberg trials in american law it is illegal for an officer of the military or for a law enforcement federal agent to obey an illegal law uh, an illegal order 
It's just, it, it is it is part and parcel of your training. If you receive an illegal order, you are not to obey it. What what if, you know, the Attorney General had said to the FBI agents, hey, just go and assassinate uh, President Trump. Do they assassinate him? Of course they don't. This this is a, a political husk of a man. He is a political zombie. Why he's in New Hampshire? Tucker's right. What, do you think you're going to be president like Liz Cheney as well, Mike? You, you you treated me well in the White House, but but after January 6th, you are a political non-entity. And not only that, you are backing up places like CNN. I played on my radio show today, Caitlin Collins saying, oh, oh, we can't release the video from Mar-a-Lago of the search because the lives of those FBI agents may be put in danger. They, they have to stay anonymous. Steve, you've traveled the world. Where 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 do police officers stay anonymous? Where where do they wear balaclavas on their faces? Where do they remove their badges and put them in their pockets? You know where they do that in dictatorships, in authoritarian regimes where you're not allowed to know who the police officer is who comes to your house and raids it. So so now the FBI, are we going to issue balaclavas for FBI special agents next, Steve? Seb, go to the heart. I, w- I want to go with Mike Davis. Just talked about this Newsweek story. John Solomon broke uh, this reporting also about yes. what the purpose, because it's very bizarre. You, look, you've had the highest level security clearances, and, and every one of their stories has fallen apart, whether it's nuclear, whether it's other aspects of it. And so you kind of sitting there going, what was what is this whole thing about? Why would they risk, you know, uh, basically galvanizing the nation and back of Trump? And then they come yeah. up with it could be crossfire hurricane. I just want you to put, put in perspective right. how radioactive so, even that name is for crossfire hurricane. Yeah. So I, I actually still have my clearances. So one of the, the last things the president did is he gave me a second presidential appointment. So I'm still a member of the National Security Education Board, still got, still got my TSSCI. Let's be clear. What Mike said is absolutely right. Number one. You can only, the Presidential Records Act has no criminal annex. There's nothing, there's no criminal statute aspect of the Records Act. It's just an agreement that after Nixon, the records have to be put in an archive. As a result, you can't raid somebody's house based upon the Presidential Records Act. You have to get a warrant. A warrant has to pertain to a crime that has committed or a crime that is imminently about to be committed. So why does Merrick Garland sit on it for three weeks? Is the crime imminent or not? And then secondly, Mike's point is very, very specific, and it's absolutely on the money. The release of this warrants affidavit can be done now. It could have been done the day, the day Judicial Watch takes up its case against that judge and that court. Why? Because you go in, you've got the 16-page affidavit, and you say, okay, what in here is set? They, they know what's in it. Sources and methods, if you've got a CI, if you've got a confidential informant, you black out their name and you release it. The DOJ, shock horror, knows what's in the affidavit. They know what needs to be redacted or not redacted. The 
reason they can't reveal it. I'll just quote Cash Patel. Cash Patel, who I didn't know until he came on my show last week, is President Trump's representative to the National Archives, a former DOJ counterterrorism prosecutor, Devin Nunes' former chief investigator, and former deputy of national intelligence. He said, he said it explicitly, these documents are connected to Operation Crossfire Hurricane and to the Russia collusion hoax. They need to bury them. They need to put them in the burn bag, Steve, before we find out. Uh, Seb, I'm going to ask you to stay uh, just for a few minutes on the other side. I've got Seb Gorka and the great Lou Dobbs. Wow. That's a first. All in the war room in a minute. Are you feeling frustrated and powerless in the face of sky-high inflation? Well, here's what you can do about it. Take a minute and go to this website, preparewithbannon.com. You'll find what I call inflation-fighting food. This is emergency food, the kind that stays fresh for up to 25 years. It not only stays fresh, it stays affordable. You see, at today's prices, this food works out to around $2.50 a meal. And it will stay at that price today, tomorrow, and in years to come. When food prices may be out of control, that few of us can even afford to eat. In other words, you'll lock in affordable food for years to come. Now think about that. You can lock in the price of food today for years to come. Right now, save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit when you go to preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply is offering their lowest price in years to keep you into food that's cheap. This will help you fight inflation. So go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com. Lock in these prices at today's prices. Preparewithbannon.com. Do it now. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com sat123.com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. 
Okay, we have a war room for us. I got Seb Gorkin. We're about to bring in Lou Dobbs. This is the biggest power segment we've ever had in the history of the show. Seb, in the movie Nixon, Oliver Stone is kind of all over the map, but it's got some very powerful moments. They talk about when they're at, over at the CIA, they say, oh, but I think it's Project Anaconda. And they say, oh, you can't talk about that. It was the Bay of Pigs combined with trying to kill Castro. Crossfire Hurricane elicits that same response in official Washington, D.C. Can you yes. take a minute or two and just explain to the audience why that's going to come to the forefront now in this investigation, sir? But, but first, let me just remind you of an event that occurred in the Oval Office when the word heavies was used, not about me and Lou, but do you remember when it was time for the president to kill the JCPOA Iran deal and he had all the swamp creatures in there? He had Tillerson, H.R. McMaster, Mnuchin, and Reince, and he, they were arrayed in front of the Resolute desk, and he called you and me, and he said, I need my heavies. Get in here, Steve and Seb. You tell these guys why we have to kill the Iran deal. Do you remember that? Oh, I do remember. Do I ever? <laughs> the heavies. A pleasant, right. a ple a ple a pleasant uh, memory. You, you and me against the swamp. All right. So Operation Crossfire Hurricane is unprecedented in American history. Never before. Never before since the National Security Act of 1947 that created the NSC and the CIA did we have the CIA the FBI and the NSA get involved in a tri-agency targeting of a political campaign. Crossfire Hurricane is the targeting of General Mike Flynn, George Papadopoulos, and Carter Page to use internal and external intelligence agencies to go against a presidential campaign. The big question is, who instigated it? I think Having watched this for six years now, uh, Comey was obeying somebody's orders. Was it Brennan who voted for the Communist Party before he was hired by the CIA, which is a little peculiar in and of itself. How do you admit to voting for the Communist Party candidate for president on your polygraph interview for the CIA and get hired by the CIA and eventually become its director? And not only that, let's make some news here on your show. I was told by the former station chief, I'm not going to mention which city, somewhere in the Middle East, former CIA station chief, that there was a four-man contractor team at the NSA that was surveilling you and me when we were in the White House. Crossfire Hurricane isn't just about the campaign. It's not just about what happened before the election. Yes. It's about what happened in the deep state targeting you, me, President yeah. Trump, and the real MAGA people after I, I, 64 million Americans uh, elected him. Hold on, hold on. I also want to drop another MI5 and MI6 are going to come up as part of Crossfire Hurricane. When this all starts to yes. come out, you're going to hear MI5, MI6, and maybe a couple oh, and, of and the Australian other, ambassador. Australia. Maybe, maybe, some, maybe even some of the Five Eyes program. Just throwing it out there that you're going to see you're going to see other intelligence services in connection with our intelligence service. Is that correct, Seb Gorka? We know it. We've got Ambassador Downing on the record who tried to set up George Papadopoulos for that honeypot with Azra Turk. Who, who is Azra Turk? How, there's no such thing as an FBI investigator. You're either an IA, an SOS, or a special agent. Yes. Who is this FBI investigator who's trying to honeypot George Papadopoulos in London? That's a bit strange. She works either for the NSA or for the CIA. She's deep cover. Would, would, would it be nice to know why Ambassador Downing, who went 
he was the foreign minister of Australia, gave millions of dollars to the Clinton Global Initiative. He's yeah. involved in Crossfire Hurricane. The Remember, mind boggles, the, the, Steve. There's, no, there's one not thread, an, an, one thread. thread. Hold it. And this was all supposed to be behind us. This was all supposed to be behind us. They brought it up. They had to go down. Newsweek magazine is reporting it. And this is not Breitbart or uh, Seb Gorka's show or Lou Dobbs or The War Room. Seb, we got to bounce. How do people get to you, particularly in social media, to keep up with you in your podcast? Yeah, just look for Seb Gorka on all social media, on Truth Social, Twitter, Instagram, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, and the website is sebgorka.com. Three hours a day, Salem Media. Be there, guys. War Room and America First. Remember, Seb, since not some commentator observer, he was actually in the fight, really in the fight. Seb, thank you very much. Honored to have you on. Thank you, Steve. God bless you and the Hobbits. <laughs> thank you. So let's play. I want to play Lou Dobbs' cold open. The Republican Party is the party of law and order. Our party stands with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line at the federal and state and local level. And these attacks on the FBI must stop. Calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police. The truth of the matter is, we need to get to the bottom of what happened. We need to let the facts play out. But more than anything else, the American people need to be reassured in the integrity of our justice system and the very appearance of a recurrence of politics playing a role in decisions at the Justice Department demands transparency as never before. And I will continue to call on the Attorney General and the Justice Department to make that information available to the American people and do so now. Okay, the great Lou Dobbs from the Great American Show joins us. Lou, I always like to have you on here, and we normally like to talk about uh, political economy, capital markets, uh, the Fed, but I've got to ask you, give us your assessment of, uh, give us your assessment of Mike Pence and what he had to say yesterday, sir. Uh, tragically delusional, uh, a, a man who is egoistic, without understanding himself, which is something of a contradiction and not even remotely amusing, ironically. The, the man has no chance to be president. The man has no chance, in my estimation, to be even a contender. And for him to be virtue signaling to the mega base, a base that he neither understands, is in touch with, nor obviously respects, because that was a condescending and, and pompously highest statement to, oh, we've got to respect the FBI, we've got to respect the Justice Department, we've got to take the tone down again, all of this nonsense. Americans were born skeptical, ingenious, innovative, hardworking, plain-spoken. So I'm going to be plain-spoken. This is the kind of nonsense that the left-wing media love. A, a right-wing, ostensibly, person uh, taking down their leaders, taking down their ideology, uh, and their leading candidates. Mike Pence doing all of that, uh, he was uh, the counterpoint, if you will, to Liz Cheney. This is ignorance. The mainstream media has the John McCain chair reserved for everyone, like Pence, uh, like Liz Cheney. They get to fight over who gets to sit in it. Uh, last weekend, it was Mike McCall saying, we've got to respect the FBI and the Department of Justice, no matter how venal, how corrupt, or how toxic they are to this great republic. 
nonsense. The American people have got to speak up, and leaders, so-called, like Pence and McCall, I, this is Cheney, they're preposterous pretenders, and it's time for real leaders to get behind, in my judgment, the only leader who counts in this moment in history, and that's Donald J. Trump. He is the former president. I think he is also the future president. And I know this, after six years of political persecution, not the Justice Department, not the CIA, not the FBI, none of them caught him in some sort of uh, a collusion uh, with a foreign enemy. No, they were all guilty. Four leaders of the FBI, how many names were put there? pens to paper fraudulently on FISA documents. I mean, the list goes on. Adam Schiff, the one who wants to be Speaker of the House and was the chair of the House Intel Committee, lying through his teeth and still doing so. Uh, Jamie Raskin, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden. I, the list goes on. It's time for people to understand the Marxist Dems are here to destroy the country. Every leader who cares about this country, this republic, and values our constitution and our values. It is time for the Republicans and dependents of this country, all citizens in my opinion, to say enough. And it is time without question to shut down the National Security Division of the Department of Justice and the FBI. They are a major problem. The Patriot Act has got to be, in my opinion, rescinded and replaced with something that is both rational and comports to the Constitution. The Patriot Act is the genesis of all that we are witnessing now, the political use of the surveillance state for the purposes of the Marxist Dems who now lead the Democrat Party. Lou, on your show for years, you would hammer this like nobody else. And I tell you, it wasn't Lou Dobbs or Steve Banner or anybody that was going to bring this up in this era, when you're talking about Biden, the inflation, the illegitimate regime, the, the southern border, all these issues in the nation. Newsweek's breaking that the reason for this, which kind of, you've got to have a reason. Steve. I apologize. You, you have to have a reason. It's crossfire hurricane. Can you hear me, Lou? Do you have him back? Tell, tell the audience, when you mention crossfire hurricane. Okay, let's go to Boris where we get Lou in a reboot because I want Lou back up. Boris, give us an update on this ridiculous ruling today take a week mike da mike davis was on here and said it, it will take it would take uh, three or four hours you could have this by close of business you could have it by lunch tomorrow but if you gave him a thing you could have it by close of business why are they slow walking this boris epstein well they're slow walking because the judge you know, attempted this the judge attempted this complete uh you know split the baby approach which made no sense really whatsoever but not but even in the way he did it he absolutely pushed back very hard on the DOJ. The DOJ thought they were going to walk in there today and, and, and get a complete win. Well, the judge said, no, it's staying sealed. And this Judge Reinhardt, who is not an impartial judge, who said really negative things about President Trump, instead said, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to unseal, uh, unseal the affidavit. Sure, you can tell me what kind of redactions you can make. And he did give them, he did give them a week to do so. So as you're seeing this play out, and, you know, including on social social media, undoubtedly a win for those who are fighting for transparency. Full stop. President Trump has insisted and demanded for the full affidavit, unredacted, to be provided to the American people. And now this, uh, this fight continues. And what's interesting is that judicial point with the New York Times and other mainstream media outlets. So you've got universal across the political spectrum 
agreement that we've got to make this affidavit public and unredacted. Okay, we have three buckets of, we have the affidavit, we have a search warrant, and if you got the videos. Why didn't President Trump, and it, why don't we just start flooding the zone with information? Clearly the DOJ, in this Newsweek story, and you confirmed it this morning, if this is about documents related to Russia hoax, but most specifically to Project Crossfire Hurricane, this is going to send, because you're going to bring in these intelligence services, you're going to oh, bring in on. MI5, on, MI6. You're gonna... These are two yes, issues, sir. and it's very important to delineate that. What was declassified, okay. the Crossfire Hurricane information classified, I, that, I have no information as you believe that that information is what was at Mar-a-Lago. It's two different things. The crossfire, crossfire Hurricane and for the Russia hoax and for the President Trump declassified as was his duty as the American president, his right as the American president. That information has been refused to be released by the National Archives, and we've been fighting for that release and for the American people to see that information. That is one side. The other side is this un-American, unwarranted, unnecessary raid after full cooperation and compliance from President Trump. So these are the two separate buckets. Both of them, though, show the DOJ's and the, and the Democrats' complete aversion to transparency, while you, know, you got Merrick Garland out there screaming and, 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 and stuttering about how into transparency he is. I tell you what, Boris, let's take a, a short commercial break when we reboot Lou Dobbs. we got Boris Epstein. Uh, Laverne Spicer is actually from Florida 24 is going to join us first thing tomorrow morning on the 10 o'clock show. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to turn back to Boris Epstein and Lou Dobbs in a moment. Okay, uh, right back to us. We're here in the war room. Uh, we got a, we got Lou Dobbs back up, and I want to go back to uh, Boris. Boris, here's what I don't get. Why didn't the president just go into court and say, hey, we want to release all these documents. I've declassified them. Uh, this is, this is try, they're trying to slow walk this for political gain. And now we can suppose because every day they change their story about what this is about or about it's nuclear codes one day. It's something else the next day. It's they never took the passports. They tell CBS News yet. We found out they took the diplomatic passports. Why doesn't the president go a little more on offense in the courts? He's on offense on social media. He's on offense in the media narrative. But why are we not leaning forward into this a tad more in the court system, sir? Well, Steve, the President Trump and the MAGA movement are winning this battle, undoubtedly, as you said in the media. In terms of the court system, they, you've got an unprecedented event where you've got left-wing ma mainstream media and you know right-wing uh, or center-right entities such as Judicial Watch, which are cooperating together to get to full transparency. And President Trump has publicly supported them to the point, Steve, where Judicial Watch actually supplemented their filing with two of President Trump's statements on Truth Social the one where he called for all documents to be released and for the affidavit to be released without any redactions. So right now, the, the, the actions that are being taken in court in front of you know, this magistrate judge are exactly what, what is required. Now, in terms of potential steps down the road, trust you, me, and, and make sure that the posse isn't worried. President Trump is going to be taking all appropriate actions to not just to safeguard the, the information, and to protect uh, the executive privilege and attorney-client privilege. 
but also push back on this unwarranted, unnecessary, and un-American raid and break-in of his home in a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. So all the, all the steps are in the work. There's no doubt about it. But as of now, and as you see on every outlet, including mainstream media, the DOJ is in such a terrible, you know, mainstream media, right-wing media, left-wing media, is such a terrible PR position that it actually puts them in a horrible position in terms of the, the forward movement of this process. Keep in mind, folks, President Trump is neither a target nor a subject of this investigation, right? There's been, he isn't even really a part of it. They raided his home after there was full cooperation on any and all requests from the DOJ. So it is incumbent actually upon the DOJ to, for them to explain, and that's what the New York Times and, and the Judicial Watch and others are, are demanding, it's their job to explain why they rolled into President Trump's door. Their job to explain why they violated the Fourth Amendment, illegal, illegal search and seizure. Their job to explain why they used these weak pretexts of legislation that doesn't even apply to President Trump to do it. And that is what the, the that's what was yeah. called on them today. Let's, and now they have to get, fight get, against the judge as well. One thing, real quickly, just give me a minute because I got to get to Lou. Uh, sure. The big headline today is that the pressure and the focus on this from the Warren Posse and others, right? The Seb Gorkas, the Lou Dobbs, is in the war rooms. Is uh, he was actually he was actually pretty uh, he was actually pretty uh, even handed today, or was not so pro DOJ. Absolutely. I mean, this was a loss for the DOJ. There's no two ways about it. The DOJ thought that they were, they were going to be allowed to keep everything sealed. And Reinhardt, because of the war room posse, because this used to pressure from great America, like Lou Dobbs, uh, Seb Gork, and of course, because of President Trump's very outspoken position. Remember, President Trump said specifically the judge should recuse. Well, now you've got a judge who's saying to the DOJ, you know what, I'm inclined to go against you. I'll hear you out on the redactions, but I'm inclined to rule against you in a very important ruling. Because the affidavit historically is where the DOJ has put in either omissions or commissions, right? On truth yeah. or withholding information, on FISA with uh, Carter Page, with, uh, with General Michael Flynn and others. This was a win for the MAGA movement, the Warren Posse, under the leadership of President Donald J. Trump. Give us your, uh, give us your coordinates because people want to follow this 24-7. No doubt. We're hot, hot on the website, BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at Boris CP, on Twitter at Boris CP, hot on Truth Social at Boris, the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless. Another win for MAGA, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. I want to go. Thanks, Boris. I want to go back to Lou Dobbs. Lou, put this in perspective of what happened today, particularly given this debacle, this embarrassing debacle from the Department of Justice, sir. An illegal search and seizure raid carried out by the FBI and the Department of Justice without specific charges against their purported target. Uh, the, the headline on that, by the way, just says who. It says Mar-a-Lago. Uh, it is, uh, this is an outrage. It is illegal. It is an illegal search and seizure. They have also, as usual, contradicted themselves on the reasons and the purpose of the raid, uh, and the fact that it took nine and a half hours to do what the FBI and the DOJ can usually screw up in about an hour and 10 minutes. This is ridiculous what we're watching. And everyone has the predicate wrong in the national corporate media, Steve. What we are witnessing is the FBI and the DOJ performing exactly to pattern and to the, to the absolutely corrupt standards that we witnessed for six years as they persecuted Donald Trump uh, and conservatives 
uh, and the administration and members of it, including, of course, you, yourself. Uh, this is preposterous that they that Bert, that the Bruce Reinhardt, the the magistrate here, would have any standard other than for the FBI and the DOJ demonstrate that there was a reason for that search and seizure. And to do so by putting that warrant before the American people. President Trump today, as you know, called for it to be absolutely, not redacted, but absolutely released to the American people. This administration, the Marxist Dems who lead the Democrat Party, the deep state, the FBI, the DOJ, they are all right now teaching the American, treating the American people as if they had no right to know what is happening. It is the inverse. The public right to know is part of our Constitution. It is implicit in the Constitution that we are required to give our consent at our own volition, not the demands of the government. And this government has everything just upside down, and and we had better get it fixed now. This has to be released to the American public, because otherwise, all those people bring about, you've got to respect the FBI and the DOJ, uh, the CIA, which is utter nonsense. But those people are the ones who should be saying, please release this so that they will respect you. So they will know what your motives were and what you were seeking and whether it comported to the Fourth Amendment and, and the laws of search and seizure. It's that straightforward. This isn't about what Donald Trump has to prove. It's about what the FBI and DOJ have to prove. Lou, how do people get to The Great American Show? The Great America Show is uh, on all podcast platforms, and we are delighted to welcome each and every one. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Okay, 6 o'clock, Harvey Risch, Ed Dowd, next. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.